Welcome to my IELTS classroom, the podcast where two English experts talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Cornick. And I'm Nick Long. And today we are going to do an IELTS reading from Cambridge 17. What preparation should you do before you start reading a passage? What should you expect to find with the different question types? And how can IELTS try to trick you by not following the rules? Good evening, Nick. How Good evening. Are you? Welcome back. I'm all right. Thank you. Yes, I've been away. I've just come back from seeing my dad down at the beach in Weymouth. Lots mm. of beach swim- swims, Nick. Good. Lots. Just before the weather turned today, it started raining here. It feels oh, very autumnal now. Yeah, it's very cold here now. It's like been less than 10 degrees all week. Has it? Yeah, it's been raining. It's been chilly. Big change from the uh, 30 degrees we had a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Less than 10. All right. I feel a bit better now because we've dropped down to like 21. <laughs> um, right. Well, um, I guess really it's the start of a new academic year, isn't it? Technically it is. Yeah, that's right. I've got lots and lots of new groups starting at the minute, which is a bit chaotic. I bet you have. Yeah. People are going back to university. I saw some children in their school uniform today. Mm. So I imagine we may have a lot of new listeners today. If you are a new listener, Welcome. Nick and I are very uh, grateful to have you here. Um, You may know this, you may not, but we have got over a 100 previous episodes of our podcast, which you can find on our blog, which is blog.myieltsclassroom.com. Lessons for everything, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Vocabulary, reading, writing, listening. I mean, the collection we've built up so far, isn't it? We really have. So, you know, if you enjoy this episode, Go there. There's more to feast on. Um, You'll also find we've got some videos on YouTube. I haven't posted anything in August because I was on holiday, uh, but I'm planning to start some new things now in September. It's my new academic year as well. Um, We've also got lots of free video lessons on our website, www.myieltsclassroom.com. And that's where you can also find all of the packages that we offer. So if you want to come and join us in some live lessons or you want Nick and I to mark for you, that's where you can find the information. But more importantly, today, what we're going to be doing is looking at a one passage, just one, from the recent Cambridge IELTS 17 book. It's an academic book. Mm. And I thought we would look at passage three. Why did I choose passage three? Usually, Nick, what could we say about passage three in the academic reading? Usually it's more difficult than the other two, isn't it? It is usually the most difficult passage. I mean, Mm -hmm. there is a little bit of controversy there because one is definitely the easiest. Mm -hmm. I think they kind of flick between two and three Mm. in terms of what's the most difficult. Mm -hmm. So when I sat down this morning with a cup of tea, I thought (laughs) I'll choose a passage three just so that we could do something difficult on the podcast together. Mm -hmm. However, as I started doing the reading and went through... I actually didn't think it was that difficult, but we can decide that together Mm -hmm. in a moment because we're going to do it. But I'll tell you what happened, Nick, was that as I was working through it, I noticed that IELTS were breaking quite a lot of the rules that they've kind of set for themselves for reading. Mm -hmm. So what I mean is there are some things about IELTS reading that is usually predictable, right? So if you do enough tests, you know, for example, that the true, false, not given questions always appear in the same order. This doesn't sound very promising. Well, they did not break that rule. That would be a really (laughs) naughty thing to do. But what they did do is break a couple of rules which have never been written down 
in mm. an IELTS textbook, but which, as IELTS teachers like us who've done hundreds of tests, we've spotted these patterns mm-hmm. over time. And that's what they've changed is a couple of patterns. Wow. So I thought we would do this test. So this is reading passage three from Cambridge 17, test four. And it's called Timur... Well, Nick, your Russian's better than mine. Gareyev? I guess that's Gareyev, yeah. Yeah, blindfold chess champion. So that's the text we're using today. Obviously, reading on a podcast is not the easiest thing to do. So I strongly recommend, if you're listening to this, have a look now, flick down into the about section of the podcast and you'll see a little link which you can click to download this reading so you can actually do it with us. And we will now do this together. And I want us to see if we can spot which patterns IELTS have broken or they have changed slightly, probably just to confuse students. So Nick, you haven't done this, have you? No, I've not seen this before. Okay, fantastic. So I think the first thing that we'll do, and if you're new to my IELTS classroom, you may not know um, the type of reading that we recommend, but the way that we teach reading is a system called Read Once read well. We've got a whole episode about about that. So, you know, go to the blog, click on reading, you can do that. But very simply, the way that we think is best to read is you read one paragraph. So for example, you're going to start obviously with paragraph A, and we're going to try to answer every single question in that paragraph before we move to paragraph B. That way, paragraph A is finished, it's dead, we never need to go backwards. I think this is a revolutionary way to read in IELTS. The reason it's so important to do this is that if you read each paragraph once and well, you are actually reading. So many students lose time and points because they try to answer every question by scanning. That Mm -hmm. is just not possible. It is a fool's game, isn't it, Nick, to try and do that? So... We're going to use the read once, read well technique today. So the first thing any student should do, I think, before they start reading the passage is have a look at the title. Mm -hmm. We've already read it. We're obviously going to read about some blindfolded chess champion. (laughs) Interesting. And then I would have a look at the types of questions you have that go with the passage. So you understand what you're going to be doing as you read each paragraph. So the first type of question we have got is information match questions we've Mm -hmm. been asked reading passage three has eight paragraphs a to h which paragraph contains the following information so we need to be looking for how many pieces are there there six pieces i think six Six. yes (laughs) six six pieces of information as we read Mm -hmm. now i would say before you do any information match question there is a really important thing you should check in the instructions Nick, what would that be? Because sometimes there is an extra instruction and sometimes there isn't. Mm. What is the instruction we want to check if we can do? Well, in this one, it's given us a little note that says you Mm -hmm. may use any letter more than once. Exactly. Mm. Now, that instruction is not always present. Mm -hmm. If it's not, it's good, actually. Because we've got this instruction, our life is going to be more difficult, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have that instruction, it means in any paragraph, there is only one piece of information. Mm-hmm. So if you found, for example, information for the question 27 at the in the very first line of a paragraph, mm-hmm. you would know there was absolutely no more information in that paragraph and yep. you could stop looking for other pieces. Yeah. 
Sadly, because mm. it says you may use any letter more than once, that means that definitely one paragraph has got two pieces of information. Mm-hmm. It may be that two paragraphs have got two pieces of information. Yep. I mean, it would be unusual if there were three. But what this now means is even if you find a piece of information at the start of the paragraph, you're going to have to keep reading and searching because there may be a second one. Mm-hmm. Also, I guess the other thing to remember is will every paragraph have a piece of information, Nick? Obviously not because we've got eight paragraphs and six questions. So yes, at least if- two of them will not have an answer. Exactly. And I guess if we know one paragraph has got two answers, mm-hmm. that means at least, at least three, three paragraphs. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for these types of questions, one of the key skills is feeling comfortable to say, I don't think there's anything here. Let's move forward. Mm. Um, Now, because these pieces of information can appear in any paragraph, Mm -hmm. should we read all of these questions before we start reading, Nick, or... Or, should, or do we only need to look for the first piece of information? Oh, no, I think we should read all the information questions gonna, first, yeah. Yeah, because, for example, we may find that it's question 32 that's in paragraph A, not mm-hmm. question 27. Sure. So I would suggest, before you start reading, have a look at what you are reading for. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're going to come back to these and read them many times, but I would have a little look and underline the keywords. So mm-hmm. why don't we do that together? So the first thing we're looking for is a reference to earlier examples of blindfold chest. Mm-hmm. If it says a reference, Nick, does that mean we're going to find a lot of information or just a little bit of information? It's just going to be a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would be looking here for some history of mm-hmm. blindfold chest or something, you know, when it happened at an earlier time. Mm-hmm. The second thing we're looking for is an outline of what blindfold chest involves. Yeah. What does an outline look like, Nick? What is an outline? Again, it's just a short description kind of, isn't it? It's it's not much I would it doesn't go into much detail. I would say exactly. I would say an outline is kind of like a summary. Mm-hmm. So it's probably usually a summary of some type of process mm-hmm. or the steps. So mm-hmm. here it says what blindfold chest involves. I would expect to read a short summary of, I don't know, the three or four stages mm-hmm. of blindfold chess. Um, question 29, a claim that mm. Gare- Gareviev's sorry, skill is limited to chess. So what does that mean is limited to chess there? What would we limited be looking for? Limited to chess. Um, well, first of all, a claim yes. is what someone believes. Right. So that doesn't somebody's... necessarily mean it's true. So we're going to be looking for somebody's opinion, probably. Yes. And this person is probably going to be saying that he is not skilled in any other area except chess. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Question 30 is a bit easier because we don't have a summary word like reference, outline or claim. It just says why Gray of skill is of interest to scientists. Mm. So I guess that's just going to be a reason. A why, reason, yeah. It's going to be a yeah, reason. Mm-hmm. Why people want to study him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 31, we've got another outline, mm-hmm. and it says an outline of Gureyev's priorities. Mm. So what's a priority? So it's something that you, I guess, something that so you structure your life around, what's important to you and what's not. Yes. So mm-hmm. we should be looking there for something that's a reason why things are more or less important mm-hmm. to the chess player. And the last one says a reason why the last part of a game may be difficult. Mm-hmm. That last one looks like it might be easy to find because it's quite 
obvious what we're looking for it's very specific compared to you know Uh number 28 an outline of what blindfold chess involves having said that i do think 27 and 28 and i could be wrong but my guess is that both of these are going to be fairly early on in the text interesting right because because it's the first one's a reference to earlier examples of blindfold chess so it's going to be detailing some history that's not going to likely come towards the end it's probably going to be near the beginning and an outline of what it is obviously that needs to be explained fairly early on in the text as well so i think both of these will be in the top two or three paragraphs maybe brilliant and that's the type of thing well but exactly but that's the type of thing we want to be doing don't we use your logic a little bit Mm -hmm. yes what we're going to do so we need to be looking for all of these right from the beginning and mm-hmm. sadly there could be more than one in each paragraph <laughs> yep. um next we've got true false not given mm-hmm. now these always follow the order of the text they do so do we need to read all of these before we start not necessarily no mm-hmm. i would probably read the first two mm-hmm so we've got in the forthcoming games, all the participants will be blindfolded. Mm-hmm. What's the key word we want to check in that sentence? So the check word is going to be all. Yes. Are mm-hmm. all of the participants blindfolded? Mm-hmm. And then we've also got Gureyev has won competitions in base jumping. Well, there's no check word here, but this is, we're just basically checking if this sentence is true or false. It's just a fact, isn't it? Yeah. And it's I think either... if there's no mention of him together with a base jumping, it's obviously going to be not given. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, IELTS often uses four questions, actually, in part Mm. three. Either true, false, not given, or yes, no, not given. Mm -hmm. I actually think that makes it not easy, but there is a sort of rule or Mm. a pattern in IELTS, which Mm. is that there should be one of each answer Mm. in the set of questions. So there should be one true, one false, and one not given. given. When you've only got four questions, you know, if, if you've answered the first three and there's no false... The last one's probably false. It's probably false. You should still check because you may have made a mistake, but yeah. that is the pattern that they use. Okay. Our final set of four questions is mm-hmm. a summary completion. Mm-hmm. We like these because they're usually quick. Yep. Um, what is the general rule that we would teach, Nick? If we've got a summary like this, what mm-hmm. could we maybe guess about where the answers are? Well, we've got a single paragraph here. Yes. So the answers are probably all going to be in one paragraph. Yes, and And how will you find that paragraph? We look at the title of the summary, which is how the research was carried out. So the topic sentence of one of the paragraphs will talk about um, how the research was done, basically. Mm -hmm. And we'll know, okay, our answers are going to be here. Exactly. So that's what usually happens. Now, (laughs) usually happens. So what what I think we'll do, Nick, is today, I don't think we want to read every single paragraph, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. aloud, Mm-hmm. because that will take too much time. And I actually want to encourage the re- uh, the listeners to do this themselves. Mm. But I think what we'll do is we will actually read paragraph A just to model how mm-hmm. read once, read well works. Mm-hmm. So I would always focus on slow questions. So they're questions that are like information match because you're looking for a lot of information in one paragraph. Mm-hmm. So why don't we read A and then decide are any of the missing pieces of information in paragraph A? Um, so paragraph A, next month, a chess player named Timur Gareev will take on nearly 50 opponents at once. But that is not the hard part. While his challengers will play the games as normal, Gareev will himself be blindfolded. Even by world record standards, it sets a high bar for human performance. The 28-year-old already stands out in the rarefied world of blindfold chess. 
He has a fondness for bright clothes and unusual hairstyles, and he gets his kicks from the adventure sport of base jumping. He has already proved himself a strong chess player too. In a 10-hour chess marathon in 2013, Gareev played 33 games in his head simultaneously. He won 29 and lost none. The skill has become his brand. He calls himself the Blindfold King. Okay, thank you, Nick. Your reading, as always, was absolutely beautiful. So I would say I would probably read all of paragraph A, as you just have. Mm -hmm. And then I would go through each of the missing pieces of information and just think, did I read this? Mm -hmm. So why don't you go through them, Nick? What have we got for 27? Um, So 27, a reference to earlier examples of blindfold chess. Do we have anything about the history of or earlier blindfold chess there? Um, so we've got the rarefied world of blindfold chess. Yeah, that just... But well, I that's not an earlier got... example, is it really? No. It's just speaking in general about it. No, there's nothing here about that. Yes. There's n- no outline of what it is. No. Um, There's more an outline of who he is, isn't it? But yeah, not what mm-hmm. blindfold chess is. Mm-hmm. A claim that his skill is limited to chess. No, because it talks about him doing base jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, why his interest? Why his skill is of interest to scientists? Nope. nope. An outline of his priorities. Um, nope. Re- Good. Yeah, re- I mean, there's definitely an outline of him, but it's not yeah, saying it's what not he his wants, is it? Yeah, no. Yeah. A reason why the last note, there's nothing for 32. So there's nothing in uh, this paragraph for information match. Exactly. So, you know, that takes a long time to go through all of them to mm. get no points, mm. but that's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. However, it's unusual in IELTS to have a paragraph that doesn't contain any answers. Mm. So let's move our focus now true, to false, not given. true, false, not given. So what's question 33, Nick? In the forthcoming games, all the participants will be blindfolded. Right. So can we answer that question here? Yes, we can. Yeah, what does it say? Second line, it says, um, while his challengers will play the games as normal, Gareev himself will be blindfolded. Right, so are all the participants blindfolded? False. False, no, only only... Gareev. Exactly. So that's question 33. That doesn't mean we're finished. We we definitely talk about base jumping, don't we here? Yeah, Um, and now I would say here... It might mm-hmm. not be a good idea to choose any answers, but if you, I mean, base is a good scan word. Yeah. And there's no other reference to base in this entire text. Yes. So the answer is not given. Exactly. Now, what Nick said, though, is very important because definitely here, all it says is he gets his kicks from the adventure sport of base jumping. There's mm-hmm. nothing there about him winning competitions. Nope. Did he win? Maybe. We just don't know. There's not enough information. Mm-hmm. Now, as Nick said, though, you may just want to sort of pencil not given there, yeah. but there might be a bit more information later about base jumping, which, mm-hmm. you know, will give us the answer true or false. However, as you said, base is easy to see. That's the only time it's mentioned. Yeah. So it's definitely not given. Mm-hmm. Um. Look for the next one. You know, sometimes they could put three in a paragraph. UCLA Mm. is the first university to carry out research into blindfold chess players. There's nothing about UCLA, is there here? No, there's not here, no. no. So we've got two answers in that paragraph, two Mm -hmm. true, false, not given questions. 
Is there anything about the summary? I don't think there is. No, not how the research was carried out, no. Mm -hmm. So we've now finished paragraph A. We've squeezed all the juice from it. We've got two (laughs) points. Mm -hmm. Let's move to B. Why don't we do the same thing for B, Nick? Okay. Um, But Gareev's prowess has drawn interest from beyond the chess-playing community. In the hope of understanding how he and others like him can perform such mental feats, researchers at the University of California in Los Angeles, UCLA, called him in for tests. They now have their first results. The ability to play a game of chess with your eyes closed is not a far reach for most accomplished players, said Jesse Rissman, who runs a memory lab at UCLA. But the thing that's so remarkable about Timur and a few other individuals is the number of games they can keep active at once. To me, it is simply astonishing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. now, as you go through, what I find with information matches, some students are able to remember the information that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. People like me are not. <laughs> so, I don't know, Nick, did anything jump out? Did something jump out to you there that we're looking for? I'm going to guess maybe 30. Why Gareyev's skill is of interest to scientists. Yeah, because it's this last yes. line here. What's yeah. so remarkable about him um, is the number of games they can keep active at once. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, I would say usually these Mm. information match questions are contained in one sentence. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, though, it might be throughout the paragraph. I would even say it's what you read is definitely indicates the answer. I also think, you know, that second line in the hope of understanding Mm -hmm. how he and others like him can perform such mental feats. Researchers called him in for tests. I think that with the sentence you read together definitely tells mm. me that this is telling us why he why these researchers are spending time on him. Mm-hmm. Good. Now remember though, there may be more than one piece of information in each there paragraph. May be. Yeah. So have we got earlier examples of blindfolded chess? No, not here. No. What an outline of what it involves? Mm, no. No. A claim that his skill is limited to chess. No. Nope. Garayev's priorities? Nope. No, why the last part of the game might be difficult. No, nothing about that here. No, that's why it's annoying when there's more than one answer in each (laughs) paragraph, though, Mm. okay? Um, The next true-false-not-given question, though, Mm -hmm. UCLA, yes, so it says, UCLA is the first university to carry out research into blindfold chess players. What's the key word in that, Nick? What should we be checking here? First. Yes. Is it the first university? Does it tell us this? Got first results, but that's not about the university doing this research. So I'm going to guess no. the answer here is not given. We don't have enough information to There's answer the question. Mm-hmm. And you are absolutely right. Many students will see they have their first results. Well, mm-hmm. they're talking about the first resu- results of this particular project, but yes. we don't know if they are the first people in general mm. to study blindfolded chess. So the answer, again, is not given. Mm-hmm. Um. Can we also answer question 36, the final true, false, not given question? Now, remember, Nick, we've already had false, not given, not given. Mm. So it's pointing that it should be true if we haven't made a mistake. Should be. It says good chess players are likely to be able to play blindfolded chess. Um, Hmm. It's the thing, yeah, the thing that's remarkable about him and a few other individuals... 
is the number of it. Mm. Look at the sentence after they now have their first results. Mm. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah, I see it. The ability to play a game of chess with your eyes closed, blindfolded, is not a far reach for most accomplished players. So good chess players are likely to be able to play blindfold chess. True. Yes, because are likely to is a synonym of is not a far reach. They've used mm-hmm. that negative, not a far reach, mm-hmm. to show it's likely. As we'll see, there is actually a second sentence that shows this later in the text. But okay. I think for a good reader, you could actually finish all the true, false, not given questions. Already. Already. The first two paragraphs. By the end of paragraph I B. didn't notice that one at all. I, I, I just saw UCLA and I was like, ah, okay, it's not the answer. But yeah, you're right. Very, very close together there. Yes, they are. Mm. Okay, good. Let's let's have a look at paragraph C then, Nick. I'll make you read one more and then mm-hmm. I'll let the listeners do the rest on their own. Um, Grave learned to play chess in his native Uzbekistan when he was six years old. Tutored by his grandfather, he entered his first tournament aged eight and soon became obsessed with competitions. At 16, he was crowned Asia's youngest ever chess grandmaster. He moved to the US soon after, and as a student, helped his university win its first national chess championship. In 2013, Gareev was ranked the third best chess player in the US. Good. Mm. So, do we have references to earlier examples of blindfold chess? Nope. No. Earlier examples of him playing chess, but not blindfold chess, is mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Um, do we? We're still waiting for this. Have we got an outline of what blindfold blindfold chess involves? Nope. Nope. Uh, have we got a claim that his skill is limited to chess? Limited to chess? No. No. Have we got an outline of his priorities? Nope. No. Have we got a reason why the last part of a game might be difficult? Nope. <laughs> so again, nothing. Mm-hmm. Usually, when we have nothing, what would that probably mean, Nick? That we will have something in the next one. Oh, well, I would say usually it means if there's no, for example, uh, information match questions in paragraph ah, I C. I see what you're getting at. Then it will be one of the other answers. It's usually there'll be another question here. However, we <laughs> finished the true, false, not given. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's nothing in this paragraph about how the research was carried out. Mm-hmm. So very, very unusually, mm. paragraph C Contains no answers at Mm -hmm. all. Now, that is something that could really upset a good reader because they would know that is not common Mm. and they may keep going back. But you've got to be confident. They are breaking their own pattern here. Right. But there is definitely nothing in C, is there? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen at home, it really is time for you to start reading. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you now to read paragraph D and then tell me, did you find one of the missing pieces of information and is this or is this the place where the summary completion starts? My IELTS class All right, Nick, does this paragraph contain any missing information or any information that we're looking for? Yes, it does. Yes, I would say this is one of the easier ones, isn't it? Which which does it contain? A reference to earlier examples of blindfold chess. Yes. So we've got one in 13th century Florence, mm-hmm. one in 1947. That's definitely the answer there. There's there's no other information. The paragraph is too short. Interestingly, mm-hmm. though, I think at the, the, the first sentence here could also help for that question 36, the true, false, not given, mm. to the 
Uninitiated, blindfold chess seems to call for superhuman skill, but displays of the feet go back centuries. That could also help you understand that good chess players are likely to play it. But I still Mm. think the previous sentence is really a better paraphrase. It's clearer, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we've got one bit of information in paragraph D. So we've gone a long way through the text. We've only found two pieces of information. Mm. You know, as you find more and more pieces, you may start just reminding yourself what you're looking for as you read, right? So Mm -hmm. now we're still looking for the outline of what chess blind chess involves Mm -hmm. a claim that his skill is limited to chess an outline of Gareev's priorities and a reason why the last part of a game may be difficult so that's what we're still looking for let's now go ahead and read paragraph e okay so nick Mm-hmm. Do we think that there is at least one piece of missing information in paragraph? We think there is at least one. Okay, so what what would be the easiest one to spot, do you think, then? I think in this one, the easiest one to see is uh, the last one, a reason why the last part of a game may be difficult. Right, and where did you find that missing information? It's right at the end of the paragraph. Um, yeah, because yeah, it's explaining that it's like the real mental challenge comes from playing multiple games at once in the head and then the next bit sort of goes into detail about how it's difficult when you're tired when the game's ending it says but the Mm -hmm. ends of games are taxing Mm -hmm. too as exhaustion sets in so it's explaining Mm -hmm. the last part is a synonym for the ends taxing is a synonym for difficult Difficult. Mm -hmm. it's really a vocabulary question but if if you've got a good vocabulary i think that one is clear and easy to spot because Mm -hmm. it is a definite reason isn't it Mm -hmm. but i agree with you nick i think that there is a second missing piece of information in this paragraph which is which answer an outline of what blindfold chess involves yes so i think here this is what's happening you know from the bottom of page 89 when it says you know the real mental challenge comes from playing multiple games at once in the head not only must the positions of each piece on every board be memorized they must be recalled faithfully when needed Mm -hmm. updated with each player's moves and then reliably stored again so the brain can move on to the next board what they are doing there is giving an outline of what's happening Mm -hmm. i guess isn't it as someone plays yeah yeah so that is definitely the answer or what we're looking for for 28 it's Mm -hmm. what blindfold chess involves it's what's happening inside the brain of the player Mm -hmm. so two bits of missing information in e Mm-hmm. It's unlikely, but do we have anything from our summary here? Um, no. No. So we only have now three paragraphs left. Mm-hmm. We're still looking, aren't we, for this summary paragraph? Yeah. And I'm I guessing w- it's coming next because it it's talking about scientists now. So. Well, F is the longest paragraph left, and it mm-hmm. starts by saying, the scientist first had Guerrero perform some standard memory tests. Mm-hmm. And then it says how the research was carried out so if they're telling us what the scientists did first they're probably going to tell us Mm -hmm. how the research was carried out so now we want to focus our attention onto the summary Mm -hmm. we're still looking for the final pieces of missing information now we've only got two so you can remember them quite easily right Mm -hmm. a claim that garyev's skill is limited to chess and an outline of his priorities so they're the only two things we're looking for but i would now start 
having a look at completing this summary. Okay. Very simply, Nick, what's the technique that we would be looking students to use here as they try to answer this summary? So the first thing that you need to do really is have a look at how many words you can use in the gap. Yes. Usually it's only one. In this case, it's also one. Yeah. So we would predict the type of word that's missing. Is it a noun? Is it a verb? Is it an adjective? Yeah. And if you're really good, you can even try and guess the word that's missing. You can. Which logically fits in the sentence. Exactly. So you definitely want to always check, you know, how many words you can use and make sure the word that you're going to take fits the space grammatically. Mm -hmm. Essentially, though, these questions are more or less just a test of your paraphrasing, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So if we look at this summary, it says the researchers started by testing Gureyev's beep blank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we look at the text, it doesn't say the researchers started. What does it say? The scientists first. Yes. Mm -hmm. Had Gureyev perform which is the same as tested, some standard memory tests. Mm -hmm. So what would be the missing word here? The researcher started, yes, by testing Gureyev's memory. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little puzzle really, isn't it? They've Mm -hmm. changed the form of the words. Mm -hmm. We've got a whole episode about this in great Mm -hmm. detail, right? They've changed the form, but they're just trying to move bits of pieces of words, move grammar to just try and trick you. But really, the way to answer this is follow the paraphrase, follow the meaning. Mm -hmm. So why don't we get people at home now to read the rest of paragraph F and see if they can answer questions 38, 39 and 40. My IELTS classroom. Okay. So, Nick, did you find questions 38, 39 and 40? Not all of them. Okay, (laughs) exactly. Hopefully you found 38 and 39. I did. But this is what makes this passage or this part of the test, again, unusual, Mm. is that we don't find all the answers here. Question 40 is in the next paragraph. And that is, again, very unusual. Mm -hmm. But let's look at the ones we could find. So Mm -hmm. it says, for example, he was required to recall a string of beep in order and also in reverse order. So what was he required to recall in order and in reverse order? A string of numbers. Numbers. And Mm -hmm. they didn't say in order and reverse, they said... Both forwards and backwards. Yes, so that Mm -hmm. was the synonym there. And then, although his performance was normal, Scan showed an unusual amount of something within the areas of his brain that are connected with directing attention. What did they find an unusual amount of in his brain? They found an unusual amount of communication. Yes, it says the scans found much greater than average. Mm-hmm. So much greater than average is a synonym of an unusual amount. Mm-hmm. Boom, communication. So we've got three answers here, not four, which is very unusual. Mm. But we are still looking for these final two bits of information. Yeah. So do we have anything here about his priorities or why or a claim that his skill is limited to chess? We saw the answer to the skill being limited, didn't we? We did. Mm-hmm. So I think question 29 is in paragraph F. And what sentence showed us that? Well, the Rissman said we didn't find anything other than playing chess that he seems to be supri- supremely gifted at. Yeah, so basically yeah. he's good at chess, and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> so we're now, we've now got two paragraphs left. Mm-hmm. And two questions left, you know. So if you're a good reader now, I would just be focusing on finding these last two bits 
you know, last two points. So we, mm-hmm. we're looking for an outline of Gureyev's priorities and also finishing this final sentence. In addition, the scans raise the possibility of unusual strength in the parts of his brain that deal with something input. So Adjective we're looking for, input. Yes. So mm-hmm. more information about these scans. So quickly read G. Let's see if we can find one of the answers there. Did we find one or both in paragraph G? One. I found the answer to number 40 here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is? Uh, visual input. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it says the scan, so it's talking directly about scans, isn't it? Also mm-hmm. suggests that his visual network is more highly connected to other brain parts than usual. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we've definitely got visual there. We've only got one paragraph left. Mm. If you were at the end of the exam with 10 seconds, quickly write H for question (laughs) 31. You don't need to read it. But just to be sure, we're looking for the outline of Gureyev's priorities. Can we find that here? Well, he does. I mean, it says it's mentioning him and then it's a quote from him. So I'm going to guess yes. He says, I don't worry too much about the winning percentage. That's never been an issue for me. The most important part of blindfold chess for me is that I have found the one thing that I can fully dedicate myself to. I miss having an obsession. So this is an outline of his priorities. It is the outline of his priorities. Mm -hmm. We're done. So I don't know about you, Nick. I felt like this was a relatively straightforward text for a passage three. It's not terrible. Um, There were a couple of things that I missed and that you had to point my attention to. But yeah, it's, it's not terribly hard. I think the synonyms and paraphrasing here are overtly difficult as they can be sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But maybe what is unusual is that the true, false, not given questions were finished by paragraph. Very fast. Yeah, B. very unusual. Not even much though, crossover here really, was there? No, even though they were the second set of questions, they were done first. Um I think some of the students will struggle with the information match because we were looking for two bits of information Mm. in different paragraphs. Mm -hmm. And the thing for me, which I thought was a bit unfair, was the summary. Although it was one paragraph, Mm -hmm. it was spread over two in the passage. Tricky boys. Yes. So, you know, we can give you rules which are or patterns which are correct 95% of the time. Mm. But you know what IELTS is like? Never trust them because they've still got, you know, the option just to change things slightly. Mm -hmm. They're never going to change the order of true, false, not given questions. That would be totally unfair. (laughs) The basics are true, but just trust yourself as you're reading. That's what I would say. You know, if you can't find an answer in a paragraph, keep reading, keep searching. It will be there and you will probably recognise it when you get there mm-hmm. if you keep reading. Yeah. Um, cool. So, Nick, I like these types of lessons. So I thought I do. what we Fine. might do next week, yeah, is a similar one, but for listening. We might do a listening from mm. Cambridge 17. You're so listening. if you've got problems with listening, come back next week. Mm-hmm. Until then, have a lovely week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My IELTS Classroom podcast is a production of My IELTS Classroom Limited. Nick and I do not represent IELTS and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com. 
And if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marketing service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at myieltsclassroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard and remember, this this is my IELTS classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.